It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm your I'm the pastor of Calvary in Aurora. I was going to say I'm your pastor at Calvary Aurora, but I'm here at Calvary Aurora in our studios, and I am the host of today's program. So glad that you have chosen to join us. Uh, This is the show where we take your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000, and text me. It's a text-only line, 720-336-0897. I was away last week. I'm not sure who filled in for me, but thank you guys for filling in for me. Uh, I was in California. Uh, I was at California and had a very, very full week, which uh, is always great, but it was very tiring. Um, And just run, run, run. I was at the worship conference at uh, the Bible College in Murrieta. I was there with Pastor Ian and Pastor Jason. I had the privilege of being on a question and answer panel there. Uh, And I was also at at the CCA, what they're, what's known as the CCA, or the Calvary Chapel Association uh, Pastors Conference. And man, I was so encouraged to be reconnected with so many friends from around the country. Uh, and then I taught. I taught on Wednesday night at Calvary Chapel in Montebello, California, uh, very near where I grew up. Uh, what an honor to fill in on a Wednesday night. Uh, we don't have Pastor Poncho on Grace FM, but um, what a great teacher he is, and a man of God's been serving in Montebello, I think, for 35 years. Uh, and then on Sunday morning, I love this, I love saying this city, I taught at the men's study for Calvary Chapel Rancho Cucamonga. The only other time I remember Cucamonga being mentioned was Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny used Cucamonga somehow in one of the cartoons that I remember as a kid, but what a great group of men there. My friend Tony uh, is the men's ministry leader there. Tony and I uh, actually went to high school. We we also went to L, um, junior high together, but we didn't really know each other that much in junior high, uh, but we did in high school because he was such an amazing baseball player and, uh, and, and you know, always maybe 10 steps ahead of me, and I got to know him uh, in high school and his wife, uh, Rosalina. Uh, we went to high school together. So at any rate, I was in Cucamonga, and then... On Sunday, I had the privilege of teaching at my home church uh, where I got saved at Calvary Chapel in Downey, which uh, is an amazing... Pastor Jeff is on Grace FM, and what an honor uh, to go back there. Um, it is kind of a bummer you know, to go back in some respects because my mom and dad aren't there anymore. Uh, and uh, so, you know, it's like... Uh, I do get to visit my mother-in-law. I love her so much. I uh, appreciate her and, and her husband. Uh, and I love that visit and Marie's family, but my parents, my parents are in heaven with my boy. Uh, but it was a great time. I remember I was I remember the places my mom and dad sat uh, at Calvary Chapel in Downey, uh, and and just just to enjoy the ministry there, uh, to teach the word. But I'm back. I'll be at the pulpit tonight in Second Kings chapter two, uh, here at Calvary Aurora. If you want more information on our services, they start at seven on Wednesday nights. And you can uh, get directions and everything on calvaryaurora.org, or you can just take Tower, or excuse me, Hampton East. <clears throat> and when you pass Tower, we're on your right hand side, right next to Safeway, uh, and uh, seven o'clock. 
Then I'll be back this weekend. We're going to restart uh, our series. It's number, study number five in a series I've entitled Help for the Hurting Heart or Help for the Troubled Heart, I think. I have to check which one it is. Um, but it's a series of studies uh, that we're going to be developing into a book uh, for encouragement and strength and help. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number taking your calls and your questions uh, open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Uh, one more thing as we're waiting for the lines to fill up. Uh, in my absence this last Sunday, I uh, we had a special guest filling in the pulpit, uh, Pastor Joshua Taylor, my son. Uh, filled in and did a just a phenomenal job handling the text, uh, looking at Jonah, uh, and he uh, just was such an edifying study, and it was so good for our community, for our church community, and we are um, just on. I'm just so blessed to be surrounded by so many uh, wonderful men here in the ministry, uh, and on top of that, my son. Man, what an honor. 303-690-3000. Here is a text question. Hey, my name is Jay. I'm meeting with a pastor who's part of the Mennonite Church. They've been speaking to me about nonviolent resistance and about being a conscientious objector. One of the verses uses when Jesus said before Pilate that his kingdom is not of this world. Uh, It was then that citizens would fight. He said, if we're the kingdom of God, we refuse to fight because we're citizens of a different kingdom and not of this world anymore. Can you answer that biblically? I I can answer that biblically. I would say, Jay, that the answer is that we are actually citizens of two kingdoms. Uh, We are citizens of heaven. That's our priority. And we're also citizens of earth. Uh, And we're citizens of the country in which we live. And, And so the Bible does not teach pacifism. Uh, as much as those that advocate pacifism would uh, disagree with me, um, it doesn't it it doesn't um, teach pacifism, uh, but rather it teaches the uh, need to defend oneself. Uh, and remember Jesus when he sent out the disciples, uh, he sent them out and told them to get swords. Um, even uh, even Peter, right at the end, when they're taking Jesus away to crucify him, what does he do? He pulls out a sword. And what does he do with that sword? He cuts off an ear. Uh, and where did he get that sword? They were carrying swords. Um, and, and so a pacifist is someone that's chosen to be opposed to violence, especially war, for any purpose, and even to the point where a person will refuse to bear arms for reasons of conscious, conscience or religious uh, conviction. Um, you know, the Bible does teach us at times war is necessary in Psalm 144, verse 1. Um, in Given some of the Bible prophecies of Jesus, it would be hard to call Jesus a pacifist. Revelation chapter 19 speaks of Jesus coming out of his mouth a sharp sword, which he's going to strike down the nations, that he's going to rule with an iron scepter, uh, that Jesus' robe will be dipped in blood, uh, 
Um, even as Jesus was teaching and surrounded by so many Roman centurions, he did not tell the centurions to quit the army. Um, and that combined with Jesus, um, dis- his own disciples, owning weapons, uh, I think that you can make a strong biblical case uh, against pacifism. I have to say this. If someone has a conscience that is leading them to this conclusion, I would not want to talk them out of it. Uh, I, I wouldn't want them to sin against their own conscience. I do think they would have a hard time making a biblical argument for it, uh, considering so many other um, so many other scriptures that are available. Uh, but I wouldn't try to talk them out of it. I would just say I have a different conviction based on the scriptures. 303-690-3000. I'm, I'm sending you a text right now, but uh, email me and I'll send you an article on it. Uh, it's from gotquestions.org and I'll share it with you. Um, 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see. Let's just go right to the phone lines as they're full now. And we're going to go to Robert in Greeley, Colorado. Robert, welcome to the program. Thanks, Pastor Ed. Um, listening to your response to that pacifism, that you you hit it spot on. Uh, that's absolutely perfect because I know people are called to the military. Yes. By God. Yes. I agree. But but uh, reason for calling today. Uh, I was on the road just a few minutes ago. I had to stop over. Got a call from my niece telling me that my mom just went in the hospital, that she's stable right now, that she's got some pretty bad heart problems. And really need prayers for her because her and I have finally repaired all the problems we had of the past. Okay. Well, let's pray. Father, I do lift up my brother's mom, and, and and I'm thankful at this stage in their lives that they're repaired some of the damage, some of the difficulties, you know, some of the uh, things that have caused division and difficulty in their mar- in their family, in their relationship. And I pray, God, that you would be with her body. You're Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. And we know that that is the work, that is a work of your Holy Spirit to, uh, to heal. And so I pray, God, that you would bring about healing according to your ways and according to your will. And God, that you would comfort my brother as he's very concerned about his mom. And and as we should be, Lord, we we never really plan uh, to see our parents graduate into heaven, but they do. And so whenever your time, whatever that time is, um, we pray, God, that, that you would help my brother while he waits upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Thank you. Okay, brother, God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number... Uh, let's pick up line number two is Michael. Welcome to the program, Michael. Pastor Ed, God bless you, sir. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed of the Lord. Okay. Uh, I have a 
you're talking about pacifism and that's your opening remarks. No, I, it was actually a text question. Um, and so oh, I just answered the question. Okay. But you're, you're talking about pacifism and stuff and, and I understand the, the, um, the, 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 the function of the military as a defense for a nation. I understand that. And I understand that. Hey, Michael, but, like, Michael, yes. it'd be best if you just go right to the question. What's your question, bro? Okay, as I understand it, as believers, as I understand it, and uh -huh. correct me if I'm wrong, please. Okay. As believers, um, are, we are to consider us as not having rights as we are, are to be surrendered to the Lord, and he is the God, God in our life, and we belong to him. So my question is this: uh -huh. um, God is the God is God is the is the is the author of of all authority. So my question is: if 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 a government denies its citizens constitutional rights and does things that goes against the Constitution, are we? to uh, endure that and, and accept we have no rights in the sight of God? Or is there a, a point that we take a hand at defending our country against that which would be considered illegal? Well, the question that you ask has a couple of different facets to it. One is that as citizens of a particular country with a particular governing documents, uh, you have responsibilities as a citizen to act according to your conscience in relation to how the government treats you, you know, politically, uh, practically, uh, giving, giving, you, giving you and me the opportunity to make those decisions uh, based upon our conscience, uh, whether it be um, picketing or uh, voting or uh, but I, I don't believe that the Bible advocates overthrowing uh, the government or causing, I don't believe the Bible, I, I don't believe God intends for us to elevate the Constitution over and above the Bible. And, and I do believe that God allows for self-defense. And, and so what's happened in, in Western Christianity, if you, if you want to call it that, is is that the Constitution has trumped of the Bible in many people's minds. Uh, if an alien dropped off, the plant, off, off of Mars, if there's such a thing, and was watching the news on, in, in our country, you, you, and you, it, would be, it would be hard-pressed to figure out what do these people believe about God, um, because it seems like most people are talking politically more than they are about the things of God. Now, of course, that's a television that would be television news and such, and of course they have bent and such, but the reality is that the, the biblical Christianity trumps the Constitution. And our kingdom, like, like the previous caller said, we first have an obligation to the King of Kings, and then we have an obligation to, because you got to think, the, the, the governing documents of the Roman Empire uh, were extremely oppressive, uh, harmful, and hurtful, and Jesus did not come to overthrow the government. 
He came to overthrow men's hearts. So the show is really not in that direction. Um, those are just my views, my thoughts on the matter. We can't really go into depth, Michael, but I appreciate your call, and, and I know we're challenged. But I, I would say this. Now let me speak as a pastor um, for a moment. If believers would put half as much time into the Word of God and loving their wives as Christ loved the church and submitting to their husbands as they do, um, fighting for their political rights, the church would revolutionize the world. That's, that's my personal view. 303-690-3000, and like any of my personal views, you can disagree and throw it out the window if you like, um, or you can take up the challenge and, and pour yourself into passionately following God. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see who's next. Who's next is Dorothy in Platteville. Dorothy, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I was going to ask for a prayer for my family. Okay. Uh, we're, like, in a custody battle right now, and my um, daughter right now has got my grand- my great-grandkids. Okay. My granddaughter has bipolar and was in the hospital for a while, and um, they got into, like, a little physical fight, and okay. she, my daughter, ended up getting a restraining order on my granddaughter. And so she wasn't allowed to go get the kids. We tried to ask the police if we could go do, and we didn't want to scare the kids, but we wanted to go, go see if we could at least just um, go get her belongings and get the kids. And um, I was on the phone with the police with my granddaughter, and my daughter found out, and now she wants nothing to do with me. So I'm right in the middle of it all. So I want prayer for that. And then I had a question about, like, you know, with all this stuff going on with the um, shootings at the church and stuff like that, uh, People are, well, you know, on the little comments or whatever, they're like, where's your God now? You know, where is he? And I know God gives us freedom of choice, and I just want to know if you could explain that, you know, because I think we're in, in um, I don't know, we get we get hit by uh, the actions of other people, sure. but it's from their freedom of choice, and that's just my understanding, but I want to know if you could explain that further. Yeah, I can. You know, I did a Bible study not too long ago uh, after the Las Vegas shooting, um, and I didn't really do one after the church shooting because it was so close to the previous. It seems like these things are increasing more and more. But I, what I shared in that study, among many other things, was the simple root of this kind of evil is the result of sin. Uh, and so when someone asks me where my God is, um, my God is right where he always has been. He is drawing people to himself. He is allowing the gospel message to go forth, and he's giving the humankind that rebel against him not only the opportunity to repent of their sins and place their faith in Jesus Christ, but he's also uh, allowing them to express their free will and sin against other people. And, and God is faithful no matter what it looks like and no matter what it feels like, God is faithful. And the question's a valid question, so I would just say to everyone listening in, Asking that question is not a bad thing. It's it's a valid question. If even if it's if, even if it's asked in with ill intent or ill motives, it, it's at least at least the question's being asked. At least God is receiving attention. And you know, people may not like the answer. I don't like the answer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the answer to some of the tragedies that I I see uh, and experience. Let alone murder and um, and disease and all of the things that bring death. You know, the Bible says that death is an enemy. And, yeah. and yet those that died in that church 
um, professing faith in Jesus Christ, um, they're in the presence of the Lord right now. Um, they receive their heavenly reward. Uh, and and that's, that's intended not to take away the pain as much as it is intended to give us comfort uh, and to remind us how the fragility of life, that even if we live a full life, whatever that means, 60, 70, 80 years old, even if we live a full life, it's still, the Bible says, a vapor. It's still here today, gone tomorrow. It goes by so quickly and so fast. And every single one of us, everyone listening in right now, is going to face death. Death is, is the wages of sin. And because we've all sinned, everyone listening to me is going to die. And the question is not when, or not if, but when. And, mm-hmm. and so the real question is, when a person dies, are they ready to face God and to give account for their lives? Have they trusted in their own works their whole life? Or have they trusted in the finished work of Jesus Christ and his merciful love and grace? And I say, even in the custody battle, you know, unfortunately, Marie and I found out the hard way that grandparents have no rights in Colorado. And mm-hmm. um, they're very, very limited if they do have them. And, and, and it's a very difficult thing to, to battle over great-grandchildren or grandchildren. And, and it's, it, God didn't intend families to be that way. God intended families to be saturated with love and mercy and grace, not, not everything else that would separate grandchildren and great-grandchildren from their grandparents. That's just not from the Lord in any way. There's just, it's not from the Lord. I mean, unless there's abuse or something um, from, from godly grandparents, we should never be separated. That's just... The heart of God is for us to be a family, uh, to enjoy the love and, and, and the, the, the companionship and the discipleship. As a matter of fact, the Bible gives responsibility to the grandparents uh, to disciple their grandkids and to pour into them. So I'm going to pray that, that your situation ends differently uh, and that God would grant you influence uh, in your great-grandchildren's life. So let's do that, okay? Okay. Father, I do pray for Dorothy as she faces this trial and this difficulty and this battle over custody. And, and God, it's just so sad that it has to be a battle. Um, and it's so sad that, that it has to be uh, a difficult situation. But I know that you use difficult situations and that you love those grandchildren, great-grandchildren. You love them with all your heart. And you love Dorothy and you love even um, her daughter and and all the situation, the whole thing. It's just a mess, Lord, because sin is so messy. And I pray that you'd establish her and that you would grant her um, the not only the privilege, but what is a biblical right to be a part of her great-grandchildren's life, and that you would do what's best, Lord, and that you would supersede um, the will of man in this situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you. Okay, Dorothy, keep us up to date. You know, when you uh, that we could keep praying for you, and people are praying for you that have grandchildren issues too, and they would love to hear um, how your situation ends. Okay, thank you so much. And you know, I had called you too, and or texted you about um, when my great grand when my granddaughter was pregnant. Um, the doctors were telling her to abort the baby because there was something wrong with the baby. Yes, and the baby was born fully healthy, and she was like a ten pound baby girl. And uh, so uh, that's the baby we're talking about, but her and her her older sister, um, it's just a situation that got real bad. My daughter wants custody because my granddaughter has bipolar. Yes. So my granddaughter wants visitation, but my daughter won't let us 
see them at all. She's just kind of keeping us out of the whole picture. Well, it's a and, good reminder, you know, that's a good reminder of what you shared because as much as I love and respect doctors and we have a few in our fellowship, doctors aren't always right. No, no. And praise God no. for that when they, when, when a doctor yes. encourages abortion, that's definitely not right instead no. of, or ending life early instead of waiting and making the hard decisions and allowing God to use the situation for his glory. So praise God for that testimony. Yeah, praise God. Thank and you. And I knew, I knew the baby was going to be good. And I, I just, it says, don't do it. <laughs> and even if, won't. you know what, even if the baby came out with challenges, even if the baby came out in, because we're all born broken. Every yeah. one of us are born broken. The, the only difference is how broken are we? And even if the baby was born with challenges, that baby is valuable, loved, cared for and important to God and we should always choose life period yes yeah thank you yeah thank you for your prayers thank you for everything you'll be blessed bye-bye bye-bye 303-690-3000 let's go back to the phone lines is I think it's Adrian maybe is it Adrian in Greeley yeah hey bro you're on the air good hey um what I was telling the brother is that um, I went to visit a church. I haven't been to church for a long time, to be honest with you, but I've always had a relationship with the Lord, and um, I've, I've been listening to Grace FM for a while already, and the Lord's been convicting me and just working in my life. Slowly, yes. I still, I'm still dealing with sin and stuff, but it really, like, when I went on Monday, this brother... He says that Jesus, he appeared to him, like, twice. Once on, once, like, last week on Thursday, and then once again, like, this week. And I just, it took me back by surprise to hear that, you know? And I'm not denying the fact that, hey, Jesus could appear to him, but what's your take on that when somebody talks like that? You know, it really depends on what they mean by that. Like, if they received a vision from the Lord and he encouraged them or affirm something in the scriptures then then I can okay. I can see how that would take place if they if they use these appearances to somehow give themselves uh, some kind of authority in your life or like they're better than you or uh, which is common it's very normal you know the Lord appeared to me and he didn't appear to you and and the Lord appeared to me and told me to do something weird um, you know something along those lines um, I'd be very cautious about it. Um, but what, 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 what really took me back that after he mentioned that, like, he's like, oh, before he mentioned that, actually, he was like, oh, do you guys believe everything I tell you? Do you guys trust me? And do you guys believe everything I say? Yeah, it's probably and a, and, and it's probably a like, red flag, okay. bro. It's probably time for you to go to another church. Yes. Yeah, that kind of trip kind of like got me by surprise. And then that's when he said, like, oh, Jesus appeared to me. And, you know, he wanted me, like, to share a message, to be one with him. And he had a golden bell and golden sandals. And he didn't describe his facial features, but he just said those things. And I was just like, okay, like... It's probably not healthy. The way you describe it, find another church. There's a great church in Greeley called Calvary Chapel Greeley. You should visit that one. All right. Well, thank you very much for your perspective, brother. And um, right, if you don't mind praying for me real quick, and sure. just put me in God's hands so you could just keep encouraging me. Yeah, let's and do that. And I just keep letting the Holy Spirit work in my life. Please. Lord, we just pray for Adrian right now. You know that he's he's coming back. God, he's taking steps towards you. And 
And would you just guard his mind, protect him as he's facing these weird things? And, you know, in this particular, we don't know much about this particular church or pastor, uh, only what, what I've heard, but what I've heard, God is concerning. So would you truly appear to him and reveal yourself in a way that would humble him, that he would fall to his face in worship and adoration, and that he would talk about you more than he talks about himself? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, man. Thank you, brother. See you. Bye. Hey, we're coming up on the, you hear the music, and the break is right upon us. So get a stretch for a minute or two, and give me a call. We have an open line, one line, 303-690-3000. We'll be back in just a minute. This is Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back, everyone, to Calvary Live. I'm glad you joined us. This is the second half of the program. My name is Ed Taylor, and I am your host this afternoon, just back from quite a full week in Southern California. Uh, near where I grew up, taught at a few churches, and went to a couple conferences all in one week. It was a glorious week, but very full, and uh, just nonstop. And what an honor and privilege to serve the Lord uh, in any capacity that we get to have. So back in Colorado, it's nonstop, and a full week. Praise the Lord for that. 303-690-3000. Let's see who's next. Christopher in Parker, Colorado. Christopher, welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Hey, what's up? Um, so I have a question on uh, John chapter 1, uh, verse 29 through 34. Okay. I was just hoping to maybe get a little clarification on like uh, maybe the timeline or how exactly um, the... Because it says John, uh, John saw Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb which taketh away the sins of the world. Yes. And then it talks about him knowing him not, and then the Spirit uh, um, descending from heaven. Yes. And, and baptizing with the Holy Ghost. Yes. And he bare record. I was just kind of under, trying to understand how that how that uh, maybe works in timeline, because it says, you know, here's the one that comes, you know, that... Uh, is greater than me, and then it don't quite understand how that all lines up. That makes sense. Okay, well, um, it's it's always good for context, just like you brought out. So, verse twenty nine comes. It says the next day. So we know that uh, verse twenty nine is a day after the things ended in Beth Arbora, over where John was baptizing me, baptizing. So John had seen him and said, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, there's someone coming." Um, I'm baptizing you with water, but there's, there stands one among you whom you do not know. He's coming after me. Then the next day, Jesus, John saw Jesus coming, and he declares, Behold the Lamb of God. This is he who comes after me. Um, this is in the very beginning of the ministry of Jesus. Uh, and John um, bore witness that he saw the Spirit descending of heaven uh, like a dove, and he remained upon him. Um, now, when... When John is saying this, he's referring to a situation that we don't know about. Um, 
he, he said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptized with the Holy Spirit. So this is a, this is a situation that is given to him. Um, it, it could be at his water baptism, or it could be a separate instance that God gave to John um, just for John. So either one, you know, it could be the one we know where the Spirit of God descended upon Jesus and John was there at the baptism, or uh, it could be uh, a separate instance that God gave to him um, to confirm to him personally. Um, yeah, and um, so how could, does this all actually, fit in with uh, let me, I'm when sorry. John's in the prison? I'm oh, sorry. Oh, okay. let, let, me, um, let me rephrase this. Mm. It, 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 okay. it does refer to Matthew's gospel, because um, it says in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. So this occurred at Jesus' water baptism when John baptized him. Okay. Matthew 3. Okay. And uh, how does this all fit in um, with when John the Baptist is in prison and he sends two of his disciples to ask, or bear record, is this the one um, that comes to cleanse the sins of the world, I believe? Right, so John, later on in his life, really doubted the ministry of Jesus. Uh, And I think that God recorded that for us when he was in prison wondering uh, if Jesus was really the one. I think I think God recorded that for us in the scriptures so that we could see that even someone that had as much confirmation, as much confidence, was even able to baptize Jesus, uh, all of that, even he had doubts when he went through trials. Uh, and, and, and he was going through wondering. So this, in John, is the very beginning of the ministry uh, in John's Gospel. And the time of John's doubting comes, comes later. I don't know how many months or years later, uh, but it comes later. Okay. And when it says, and I knew him not, is that a similar instance as kind of maybe what we see in the prison? Well, he says in verse 30, this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who's preferred before me, for he was before me. I didn't know him, but that he would be revealed to Israel Therefore, I came baptizing with water. It's just a simple phrase. You know, I didn't know him yet. So oh, I just okay. continued on with my ministry. Um, it says in the New Living, it says, I didn't know he was the one, but God sent me to baptize with water. And then this is the New Living translation of verse 33. When you, God told me, when you see the Holy Spirit descending and rest upon someone, he's the one you're looking for. So all John's saying is, I didn't know, so I just went off on my ministry of baptizing and God said, as you're baptizing, the one that the Spirit comes upon, that's the one. Okay. Okay, so the baptism in 30 through... Matthew uh, chapter 34, 3. Or around in the first chapter of John, that, that's before, or, yeah, before where it says the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him? Uh, I don't understand what, that question. That's what still kind of just confuses me, is that... Verse 29, how it says, the next day John sees Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. If he didn't know him, how does he say that? Well, remember, John's recording this for us, right? John's giving us okay. the story. And, uh-huh. and so 
he does give us the, the, the insight, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is the one. I didn't know him. And so John's kind of, it's, I guess you have to put yourself in John's shoes. Like he's anticipating, he wants to know who it is. And, and maybe he took a chance of saying, this is the, the Lamb of God. And, and as he's, um, well, the verse 29 is, is after the baptism. Okay. That's what I was Does that make sense? And then yeah. verse 30 through 34 is describing how John found out who he was. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does now. Yeah, that made sense. Okay, that's the, now that we're working through them all, that's, verse 29 is an event that's explained. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that he could do that is because of 30 through 34. Okay. So it's like saying, okay. uh, it's like saying, um, um, Let's see, Christopher, hey, there's Christopher. Now, I didn't know who Christopher was, but God told me that Christopher would be the one calling from Parker with a, with a scripture on John chapter 1, and now you're having the call, I'm, but I'm describing it in the past tense. Okay. That, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, the, when I read over it, you know, the many times, a few times at least I read over it, the next day just kind of, I skipped right over that, which is, you know, no, it's I good. think a good confirmation of how divine the word is in itself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, re- I think you're ready for a book. You ready for a title? Yes. It's called "How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It." Ah. By Skip I'm Heitzel. actually going through a study right now uh, on Tuesday nights through Calvary Chapel Aurora. Oh, good. On that book. So. Perfect. Well, that's the that's a simple, Secret. basic introduction. To something known as inductive Bible study, and and the reason I think you're ready for it and you're already doing it is because you have a very every time you call with a question, you have a very keen insight on making good observations. That's the best way to study the Bible is actually seeing what it says. Oh, thank you. So I would give he, the credit to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the, and and you as we should, yeah, um, but he does give us the mental faculties to make these observations and to ask the, ah. a question. And, you know, the better the observation, the better the question. And the better the question, the closer you'll get to the right interpretation. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh, thank you very much, Pastor Ed. You're it welcome, really bro. God bless you, man. That was just like... <laughs> That's good. Had me wondering. So. Awesome. All right, man. Talk to you later. All right, you will. All right, later. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, even as I'm talking through it on the, I've, I've never seen that question before, even as I'm talking through it on the radio, I'm kind of going through scenarios, and I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute, this is where this text, and Matthew 3 is a cross-reference. So anyway, it's really good. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. All right, we're going to go to Tiffany in Larora, Colorado. Tiffany, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you. You're welcome. Hi, so I just wanted to just say how great I think you are as a pastor. Um, me and my husband found your church about four and a half, five months ago. Uh-huh. Um, and since then, we've just, we, I mean, your services are just amazing, and we've gotten so much out of them. So I just want to say how blessed we are to have been able to find you and the church. <clears throat> we actually met your son 
last weekend. Yes. And he did a prayer for us. So oh, he's amazing too. So I just I just really been wanting to, you know, just let you know how much we've gotten, you know, from you and the church. So Well, thank you so yeah. much, Tiffany. And I, I would say, um, just like the brother that was on the phone earlier, uh, we're so grateful to God working in our lives and and whether it's me or my son or the other pastors that we get to serve with or the men, yes. you know, the men and women leaders in our church, we're we are just overly abundantly blessed with um good people, not perfect people, but good people, uh, that God is very patient and gracious with us. And so uh thank you because yes. um we're surrounded by good people and it's a it's a really a good church. Yes, it's it's amazing. So I mean we've gotten so so much out of it and uh, to be honest, I wasn't one for church before I started going to Calvary Aurora, and now it's like we we attend on you know Tuesdays over the internet. Yes, but you know every Sunday we are there, and cool. so we just and then when the service ends, we're just like, oh, it's over already, you know. <laughs> so it's just it's been really nice. So I just wanted to thank you and just say how great you are. <laughs> You're welcome, and I would just say this: be ready for something that the Bible calls spiritual warfare. Have you heard that phrase before? I have not. You know, um, just like there's battles, you know, in in regular life, for a person like you and your family that's just really growing and making progress, spiritual warfare refers to the resistance that you guys will feel from... You, have, you actually have three enemies now that you follow God. You have the enemy known as the devil... You have mm-hmm. an, an enemy known as this world, you know, kind of the world system that doesn't love mm-hmm. God or honor God. And then you have the mm-hmm. enemy of your own flesh, your own bad habits and your own bad attitudes. And, mm-hmm. and because you're making progress and because you're encouraged, there is that sense of pushing you back and trying to cut your feet out from under you and trying to make you yeah. doubt and trying to make you upset and, and on and on that list can go. And And I would just encourage you to, as you guys are praying together and as you guys are growing in God's grace together, just ask God to protect you. You may not fully all understand it, but when it hits, you'll know what it is. Yeah. And your son actually gave us your guys' new pamphlet that you guys have at the church uh-huh. and Good. how it shows how to, you know, read and study the yes. Bible because we Good. were having difficulty, you know, yes. learning how to do that. Yeah, we so we just started that, and so we're excited about that. We, you know, we've we've already gotten a lot out of it, and the first part was, you know, to read a verse from the Bible, and it was talking about the flesh. Yes. So it's crazy that you just mentioned that. So yeah, we can't wait to finish that because then you said there's a step five, I believe. Okay. And after you finish the first book, so okay, yeah, good. We're excited. I can't wait to yeah. to just um, look. First of all, I look forward to meeting you. And secondly, I can't wait to hear because you know I, that's how I walked into a church. I, I didn't have much, I didn't have any desire to go to church. I definitely wasn't interested in religion or God. And I walked into a church like this one in California, where they just mm-hmm. taught me the Bible and taught me about God's love and and about sin and how to forsake it and and everything that I am today, everything that I yeah. live today is because of God's love and grace and mercy in my life. Everything. Yeah, and I'm starting to feel the same way, and I feel like it's because, you know, your services. I feel like they just jump out and speak to us. So, I mean, it's it's awesome. I love leaving there because it helps us through the week. 
Amen. Me too. It really, really helps us through the week. I agree. I I, I, I'm very encouraged. What a great call. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And would you mind just saying a little prayer for my husband and I and our family, just so we could just keep going on our journey? Yes, I will. I will. Father, I know that I know that my new sister in the Lord, Tiffany, is is on a long journey, and we're so grateful that you have. Uh, got gotten her attention and her husband's attention and 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 it's going well for them and I just pray God that that you would establish them and protect them um, I pray Lord that that you would show them um, what your will and purpose is in their life like what do you want to do in their life would you help them to understand the Bible would you develop their prayer life uh, that that they would just learn the joy of talking to you and enjoying you um, would you would you show them God the the reality of of your presence in their life and would you strengthen their marriage and allow them to become something that they've never experienced before in their entire lives in Jesus name yes. amen amen thank you so much Pastor I so appreciate it and I I look forward to meeting you someday hey, hey, <laughs> I Tiffany, love hearing your services so let me read you a scripture okay because I was just thinking okay. Um, in spiritual warfare, let me let me put it a different way. Like Jesus said, you know what you okay. what you and your husband received. Think of it like a seed, you know, like a okay. like a seed in you know like a rose bush or a cucumber seed. Except your seed is the gospel. That's what Jesus said. That the good news of His love and death and resurrection for you was was like a seed sown in your heart. Okay, okay. and okay. here's what He said. He He describes the seed and He says. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart, and this is he who received the seed by the wayside. So right now, that's not you. You, You're understanding it, and you're living in it. The second one, he said, whoever received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. So that could be you, right? You're so quick. Mm Mm-hmm. But it says he has no root in himself, but only endures for a while. And when troubles come and and persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. And so we don't want you to be that seed. Um, We don't want you to be the first one, and we don't want you to be the second one. Here's a third one he said. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word, but the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. And we don't want you to be that seed either. All right? So there's three. Here's the fourth one. This is the one we want you to be. But he who receives the seed on good ground is he who hears the word, understands it, and then bears fruit. Some 100-fold, some 60, some 30. So that's what we want in your life, that you receive the word and that you go forth and you live a life of obedience in the strength of God. Yes. All right. Amen. That's what I pray for all the time is Good. obedience and, you know, to be able to submit myself to That's the right. Lord every day. Amen. Yes. All righty. Thank you You're so welcome. much. I appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. We'll move right on to line number three. Violetta, is that, did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. This is me. Hi. Welcome. You're on the air. Hi. I just need a pr- I just need a pr- a prayer for for me because I I'm struggling right now and you know feeling just overwhelmed and stuff. Okay, well let's pray right now. 
Okay. God, I pray for Violetta as she uh, is overwhelmed. Um, I'm thinking of of times when we're overwhelmed and, and you tell us, Jesus, you say, anyone who is weary and heavy laden, that we can come to you and find rest and that we can experience rest for our souls. And I think of a time in your word where you tell us, God, not to grow weary in well-doing, but in due season we will reap if we don't lose heart. And I know times where we just serve you, God, and we get tired and exhausted. And whatever it is in our sister's life, would you help her with her problems and her difficulties? Would you reveal yourself to her in love and in mercy and in grace? And help her. Minister to her, Lord. Reveal yourself to her. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I have a question, okay? Okay. On the Bible, it, uh, I was reading about, uh, was it on Mark, where it talks about, um, I, think on, I think on two or three. What's, uh, what, what's that about? Can you ask that question again? About John 3, what is the, the chapter, what is that about? John chapter 3 is an interaction between Jesus and a man by the name of Nicodemus. He was a religious oh. ruler, and he came to Jesus to ask him questions because he wanted to learn more to see if this man, Jesus, was actually the promised Savior of the world. Uh-huh. And in John 3, we're glad that Nicodemus came to Jesus because in John 3, we learn... In his answer, Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he won't see the kingdom of God. And in his answer, he said um, that for God so loves the world that he, he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And so that's the first part of John chapter 3 was this conversation between Jesus and a man named Nicodemus. Oh, okay. So, so he was just asking him questions and stuff. That's right, in the beginning. And then the second half is a description of, it says, after these things, Jesus and his disciples came into the land of Judea, and he was there uh, with them, and, uh, and, and they were baptizing, uh, and John was there, and there was a little bit of tension between the people that followed John and the people that followed Jesus, and God solved that tension for them as John submitted to Jesus. So that's basically the two parts of John 3. Oh, okay. All right, then. Thanks, though. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Um, did you, did in was part of your question or part of what you shared with the screener that you're having a hard time understanding the Bible? Yeah. It, it's a little bit kind of difficult for me to, to read it. Okay. But I read the, I read the study. I, I usually do the, the, the study Bible, but... Um, but a lot of times I, I kind of have a hard time just, it, it doesn't, like, does it specifically give me the, the what do you call it? Like, does it specify, you know, yes. what, what uh-huh. it's about sometimes? Okay, do you have so something I, to write with? So I have to really look at it, you know, yeah. for me to actually, so I have to ask. <laughs> That's you okay. know, certain questions. And okay, stuff. do you do you have something to write with? I can give you a book recommendation that might help you. Okay, what is it? It's called Haley's Bible Handbook, and you spell that H A L L E Y S, I think. 
Haley's Bible. Okay. Haley's Bible Handbook. Hand. Okay. Haley's Handbook. Okay. Uh huh. And it has explanations on on every book of the Bible. Okay. Simple. I I can do that. Super short. All right. And then, as far as reading the Bible, uh, one of the versions that you can read or even listen to, if you have a if you have the uh, smartphone and you have the free Bible app, you can read the New Living Translation (NLT). Okay. And that's a very easy version of the Bible to read and understand. And if you if you're near our bookstore uh, here at the church, our bookstore always sells Bibles at cost. We never ever make a profit on selling Bibles. So you can get any kind of Bible that you want that's in our store, and we never mark it up. So whatever we buy it for is what we sell it for. Okay. And you could come I visit and that. pick a Bible out, and and it'll be cheaper here than anywhere else. What church is that that, that you guys have it at? It's, it's at Calvary Chapel in Aurora. Where are you at? I'm at uh, I'm in Aurora as well. Okay, so we're like Tower and Hampton, right by the Safeway. And oh, okay. What's okay. that that movie theater across the street now. that serves uh, beer? The movie movie tavern, right across the street from the movie tavern. Movie tavern. Okay. I think it's All what right. It's called. I will do that. Okay. And um, what about, what about, uh, okay, and there's another one. There's just a little quick one. Okay, go for it. Okay, on, um, on, on, uh, what does it say, uh, Jude, or what is it? Uh, there is a book of Jude, yeah. What, what's, the, okay, what's the question? What, it just, what, what is that retaining to? Well, the book of Jude is a book that was written to combat false teachers. Uh, false and, teachers? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. He, he talks about fighting for the faith, uh, and he talks about false teachers. He describes uh, them, uh, uh-huh. and then he kind of gives their their ending and how their life is going to end, and and he's warning against false teachers. That's basically what the whole book is about. It's only oh, one okay. chapter. It's very, very small. All right. Got it. All righty. Um, Thank you, and you have a good day. Okay, have a good day. Good questions. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's see if we can grab one more question. We only have a minute or two. Uh, Lorraine, Lorraine from Fort Collins, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Pastor? I don't know that I even have time to express my question in a minute or two. Okay, you can try back tomorrow if you like, or I can can give you a 60-second answer if you give me a 30-second question. I can't do it in 30 seconds. It's a convoluted question. But in the meantime, if you have 30 seconds, could you pray for my son, Luke, please? I can. You bet. Let me pray for Luke. And let me just say, if you do plan to call back, see if you can simplify the question. Think it through so you can simplify it. I haven't it. thought through, but it's going to take me at least a minute and, and a oh, half okay. to express well, it, it and probably longer for you to answer it. <laughs> oh, so okay. I'll call back. Thank All right. you. Lord, I pray for Lorraine right now and, and her son, Luke, and, and you know, just the, the things that are heavy on her heart and heavy on her mind as, as she um, develops, you know, and has this question in her mind, Lord. But we do pray for Luke. We know that you have a plan and a purpose for him. And, and even as Lorraine wrestles with uh, this question, uh, that you would comfort her tonight as she um, thinks it through and, and calls us back, Lord. And Lord, we, we just pray overall. We pray for your faithfulness. 
uh, for your goodness to be made known through us. We admit to you our weakness and our pride. God, we lay it before you and pray for a simplicity to our faith. Even as we were talking today as a staff, we were talking today as, as pastors in our meetings, Lord, we, we acknowledge to you how much we need you um, and how much we um, are unable to accomplish anything apart from you. So forgive us and pour out your Spirit upon us that you would be glorified in our lives and please prevent us Please reveal to us. Please help us not become the church, and not just Calvary Aurora, but the church that has a name that we're alive, but we're dead inside. We want to live, Lord, and we want to walk forward. and We want to live in intimacy, real vibrant worship, um, where our lives are dedicated in obedience to you. So bless those that are listening. Bless our services tonight, God, as your word goes forth, uh, as we pray together and take communion together and just gather as the saints, God, and write a little note to our missionaries to uplift them. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of having a relationship with you and for the joy of having our sins forgiven for your forever sacrifice in Jesus' name. Amen. So thanks, guys, for uh, listening, telling somebody about the station, praying for us. Um, continue to do good in Jesus' name. Honor him with your life and all that he wants to accomplish through you. I pray specifically for those of you struggling today and hurting. May the Lord encourage you and give you strength for today and hope for tomorrow. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.